Welcome to Technicolor, the intergenerational podcast by, for, and about Black women that examines all the unexpected places that we show up in. This is Dora mm. Brockington, one of your hosts, and we have a guest today, Sierra, which I'll let Bree, Bree, we'll just start with you, girl. Tell us, A, how everything's going, how's your week, and then let's talk about our guest. Awesome. So it's been a pretty interesting week. Um, I actually had a reading done for the first time this year. Ooh. I know. Like your um, cards, your palm, what? Your aura? Uh, it was a reading of my energy, and I also got cards drawn for me. And it's actually a relative of the guest that we have. And so nice little segue there. But the reading was so, it was so on time. It was so perfect. And not 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 telling me things that I didn't already know, but just sort of letting me know that my spirit team is behind me and they're super excited for the path that I'm on, but I need to dig deeper. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Brie and I didn't have, wait, so just a little show tidbit, like Brie and I will do like a behind the scenes update before we start recording. We didn't do that today. <laughs> now I'm like... I'm blowing your mind. (laughs) You are blowing my mind. So, okay, share, you know, the motto, share as little or as much as you're comfortable with. Was it your personal path or your career path that was highlighted? I actually scheduled the reading for needing assistance with guidance on my career path, and it ended up being personal. But I guess everything is aligned in the same way. Focusing on a lot of just self-confidence, letting that throat chakra open up and telling people how you feel. Uh, stuff Again, stuff that I didn't already know, but it's it's the delivery for me that really just sort of rocks my world because she was just like, it's time for you to do this shit. Like, it's time for you to... <laughs> she was like, and I don't mean to talk so aggressively to you, but this is how it's being passed to me. And I was like, yep, that's them. That's them for sure. <laughs> Like, we are not here to play with you today, girl. Right. They and they don't. They're they're aggressive when they speak to me. So I knew I knew right away that okay, yeah, I hear you guys on it. But yeah, other than that, just working, adulting, trying to stay afloat, and of course, we have a very exciting episode. It was originally um, this is one of the episodes that we thought about on the beach, just talking about highlighting Black female authors and what we bring to the table as far as storytelling is concerned. And so I thought it was the perfect episode to invite my very best friend here, Sierra, with us to talk about uh, her experience uh, with the writing and her journey with words and authors that have inspired her. So I'll let her sort of tell her journey and her path in her own voice here. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Welcome, Sierra. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Wow. I don't know what to say after that. Um, I am a writer. I struggle with that with imposter syndrome, but um, Mm. I went to school for writing. I was a computer science major at first and switched over to be an English major. Um, And so I've been writing ever since um, trying to do something with it, but I started writing when I was in elementary or middle school. Um, I just wanted those journals that 
had the locks on them so that I could lock them, <laughs> lock up my words, but I would never write anything in there. I just wanted to see if like somebody would try to get in there and to have the key. Um, but yeah, I've been writing since forever. And so. So what, what's your uh, genre or like, is it poetry? Is it prose? What yes. You... Um, it's poetry. Okay. Poetry. And how did, so you go to college, mm-hmm. you're a computer science major right and you switch to english right and your old family says what yes (laughs) yeah right i didn't even tell them i didn't tell them i was just like i'm an adult now i don't have to tell them i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let them know i'm just gonna let them know um and i'm glad i didn't because the response was are you sure what are you gonna do with english Mm-hmm. I had none of those answers. Um, mm-hmm. But originally I wanted to be a professor and I wanted to teach English. So mm-hmm. I was like, obviously this is what I'll do. This is the next step. Um, and yeah, so. So who do you read? Mm-hmm. And 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 also we're going to take a deep dive into your poetry as much or as little as you'd like to share. Like, okay. is it angsty? How's it grown? Is it like that angsty teenage poetry mm-hmm. that's now like <laughs> deep, you know, um, right. open word hipness? Like, let's let's start there. What what's your poetry? Um, <laughs> my poetry is very emotional. It is, I guess, that that teenage angst. Um, it's grown as I've grown. I have gotten away from trying to please an audience. Mm-hmm. Not that I ever really read my stuff or share it anyway, but I've gotten away from reading or writing for an audience and more so like just the material that I would have wanted, wanted to read when I was younger okay. or like the things that I would have needed or wanted to see. Um, so I think that's the most growth that I've had in my writing. So, so you write for yourself, Mm -hmm. um, with any intentions of publishing or somebody is working on something. Yes, I am. I am. Uh, Yes. Eventually. (laughs) Eventually. Okay. That's the first step. Don't, don't let her sit here and act like she's not working on a whole manuscript. Like, oh, okay. She Thank has you. things. Yes. I have things. I am. Yes. <laughs> sure. So, okay. Is poetry your primary, um, where you primarily lay your words out or do you write other things as well? Poetry and rants, poetry and rants. Those are like the two. So, it's like I a, love a good rant, man. Yes. Poetry and rants. Poetry and rants. Um, that's kind of how I would categorize it for sure. Okay. I guess it would be like poetry and other essays if it had to go mm-hmm. into a particular type of genre. Mm, that's a nice title. Actually, put a pin in that because that's an <laughs> yeah. excellent title. Yeah. <laughs> So, and make sure you get, grab it before some, one of our listeners does. Right. (laughs) Speed this train up. So what do you do during your day job? If you know. I'm in like holistic alternative medicine. That's what I do from eight to five. And I like it for the sense that I can kind of cut off that creativity and I can pick it back up with a hundred percent after I'm done doing 
the other things, you know? I worked in the library when I was in college. I was a, a tutor. I worked at Barnes and Noble. Don't skip over the paper. What paper? Didn't you run like the whole? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to uh, be a part of this creative journal and we had to, you know, take submissions and I was president of the writing club. And so I've just, I've been around so much writing that I didn't want to, I wanted to take a break from that. And that's really mm-hmm. helped my creativity. I think mm-hmm. um, not being forced into it. That is so very important. Being able to have the choice mm-hmm. to come into words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Brie, well, what are you doing with your words? Just as a side note. Yes. Let's get into that. So let's- here's the thing, you guys. <laughs> here's the thing I write very much so for my own peace of mind and personal pleasure but I've never I don't know the the thought of putting something together for public consumption was never something that really enticed me per se if I'm called to it I'm called to it but it's not something that I have at the forefront of my mind you know Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the reason why I chose Sierra as the guest today because she very much has words that need to be shared the same way that you have words that need to be shared, you occupy a very specific space that is necessary and needed. And I just sort of feel like I'm just a, I don't know, I write what I feel. I write what I want and I write, I'm not there yet, you guys. You guys are there. <laughs> Give me my time. <laughs> but don't negate the power of writing for yourself and telling your personal story. Like I'm on a very huge history kick right now. And by history, I mean, so let me back it up. Tyler has instructions to burn all of my journals. What? So, oh, maybe I didn't tell you. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, I've been journaling for a long time. Um, Sometimes really consistently and then sometimes really inconsistently, but very consistently for probably the last three to five years. And by consistently, I do mean damn near every day, not always every day, but there isn't a month that goes by. Now in the past, I might journal two or three times out of the year or just big events. Now I'm pretty much like documenting my everydayness. And the reason- What inspired you to start doing that? So to kind of release a lot of stress and anxiety that I was having about different things, most specifically in the professional space. And I needed to get my like thoughts out to make sure that, cause I'm a Pisces, two mm-hmm. fish swimming in opposite directions. So my shit can be all over the place at times. And so when I am faced with difficulties or a stressful situation, my very first inclination is to go inward. Mm-hmm. So I'm really? always reflecting, what did I do? Like, what was my role in this? Not how is this my fault necessarily? Because, you know. You still I'm, got a lot of fire I'm in you. I'm pretty damn perfect some days. <laughs> so, you know, this ain't me. These bitches out here coming for me. But also to curb that and really be like, okay, Duana, the mature thing to do is to really sit back and look at what was your role in this? Um, what, you know, how did you contribute to this? Um and and because sometimes you contribute by not speaking your truth early on, 
Okay. So examining the thing. And then I found out, well, I didn't want to just be like regurgitating my day onto the page. I really wanted to, the bad days. I really also wanted to capture moments of joy because that's really you don't want to just recall just the right. name, the sad days. Right. Yeah. Like, because the truth is in the midst of the crazy and the the stressful, there are moments of joy. And I became more intentional about identifying those moments, even if it was simply tea on my back porch. As I've been doing more and more of that over the years, I realize I'm also telling the story of my life. And who better to tell that than me? And so in the past, Tyler was given directives not to read my journal and just <laughs> throw them in the fire. Journals, because they're she's I need to like put them all in one place because there's the potential that she'll be discovering them for decades. <laughs> <laughs> and but as I've been thinking about it more and more over the last probably six months or so, and thinking about story and family stories. I'm not just telling my story. Like I'm talking about what's happened to my mom. I'm in in my journals are the deaths of my sister, the death of my stepfather, my own father's death at 15. Like they're all and I'm like, "Wait, if she burns that, then her kids or it's literally lot, history. It's gone. It's gone. And the truth is no one gets a better bird's eye view of my life than than me. And so if she really wants to understand her mother, you know, she'll be able to actually do that. And so I've amended the, initially I amended the burn upon death to, I know you're going to read it anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and, and give you my permission. Burn after reading? Burn after reading. Wow. And now she's like, and now it's probably like, well, you know, you don't have to burn all of them, but there's some <laughs> foolishness in some of these pages. Like you're going to be like, oh, wow, my mama did what? <laughs> I mean, you know, you can probably go ahead and like release that into, you know, just let it go. Or, you know, <laughs> at that point I won't be here. I won't care. So, you know, you decide, but also there's a lot of history in those pages and like her history. Um, talking about her graduation, talking about this thing, you know, and yeah. just things that we don't think of on a daily basis. So this is a long rant to say I'm uh, I've amended that whole burn thing because I'm now that you did. Now I understand I'm starting to come to the fact that there are family stories that I may have forgotten to share that she'll find on those pages. And that's that's important. Like, and so that brings us full circle back to storytelling and, you know, why it's important to have our voices out there. But mm -hmm. Sierra, I want to ask you, like, how does writing, how do you feel like you're impacted as a black woman telling your tales through poetry or through rants or whatever you choose on that particular day? Um, Brianna and I just had this conversation um, recently, but I think I offer just a human emotion. And I don't think that as Black women all the time, we have the space to just feel. It has to be about a, a commentary or something. There, there has to be 
some reason we have to be a token black girl even to ourselves and i don't i try to get away from that i don't and and so yeah that's that's my contribution and that's just how i feel like if nothing comes from this or if anything comes from it at least i was just a black girl writing that's wow that's it so so let's go back to the token black girl comment Mm -hmm. what does how does that how does that present itself for you? So that would, for me, I tried not to have my entire experience be, I'm a black woman. So this is what black women are talking about. So this is what black women need to be speaking on. Or like if this were a classroom and it's, I'm the only black girl in there. And then it's, oh, Sierra, how do you feel about slavery? And it's just like, why don't ask me about anything else? Flowers, Mm -hmm. you know, furniture. And (laughs) and so uh, that's what I try to give myself, just the room to say anything. And, and that's, that's, that's what it looks like for me and not having to force a conversation or defining your own experience. Correct. Absolutely. Love Mm -hmm. that. Love that. So who are you reading? Um, not a black woman author right now. It's uh, Clarice Lispector. Um, she's, I believe she's Canadian or Brazilian something. Um, but she has this, these works of just stream of consciousness writing and it is poetry in a paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. And so that is what I am reading and obsessed with at the moment. Wow. Okay. So who would you recommend? Because I remember years ago, I tried to read Tony, not tried. I read Tony Morrison's jazz. Mm. Mm. And so legit, I mean, if you want, and this is Duana, so you know, mm-hmm. y'all send me all the hate mail. I don't care. Um, Tony ain't for everybody. She's, she's but she's a lyricist. I think of her more as a lyricist than um, a literary writer because her whole goal, her for me, her whole my whole experience is getting spun up into the way she layers her text the way she, like, she is intentional about every word used. I wish I could say I was that kind of writer, but I'm not. So, and it's okay. But the beauty of Tony is um, music. You're going to feel the music for Mm -hmm. me. I feel the music of her words. And there are times when I have to like sit back and be like, damn, like just appreciate that sentence, that structure. Right. Um, and I will, one of the ones that never, ever, ever left me, um, that just took my breath away because she had the audacity to open her book with this. And I can't remember which, <laughs> bit, I think it's called, I think it was Lost. It may not be. It's the one where she opens with, they killed the white woman first. Mm. Period. Right. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? You open this. Yeah. With that. But Tony Morrison did because she was a bad mother. Shut yes. your mouth. Yeah. Like, and so I don't recommend her for everybody unless you, because you've got to have patience. I think to really delve into her work, you've got to have patience. Right. You've got to like, 
um, sit with it. And I don't have the time like I used to, to, to be, that's, that's a luxury um, that I gift myself time, you know, down the road. Now, when I'm hustling though, I'm reading genre fiction. Like I'm currently reading um, The Light Seekers. Um, His name is Feme, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Kayode, K-A-Y-O-D-E, Nigerian author. He's a debut writer. Like the Nigerians are killing the game for me right now. They are. I've been reading... The majority of stuff I'm reading is their their African futurism or Afrofuturism or whatever you want to call it. They're sci-fi and fantasy. But I I went to the library to drop some books back and pick up a book. And I saw this and I was like, mystery? Nigeria? Eh, I'll give it a shot. And then last night I was like, do I go to sleep? (laughs) Because I do need some sleep, y'all. You've all been there. I'm like for real legit tired because of this damn puppy. Or do I like just stay in this world? I opted for sleep. But as soon as we wrap up, this is what. Like I'm hubby's going to be watching the footballs. And I'm going to be like finding out who. I'm going to add that to my list. You honestly are the person who kicked off my Nigerian black author kick when you sent me um, my sister, the serial killer. That was so good. I read that within 48 hours. Done. It was. Yeah. So y'all, if y'all haven't read my sister, the serial killer, it's, it's funny and also disturbing. (laughs) So just a, and it's a quick read. Like yeah, it's, a, it it's a really great read and will have you thinking about your family ties. Like, mm-hmm. is this a burden? A responsibility? D- sibling dynamics. Yes. Period. Yes. Period. Sibling yeah. dynamics. So, oh, so we good. digress because we love a good read around here. So, okay. So we'll need to put the name of the, the woman you're reading in the show notes, Sierra. And um, so I have a, I'm kind of a rapid fire. Don't think too long. Okay. Paper or computer? Paper. Mm, okay. Paper. Paper. Pen or pencil? Pen. Ooh. Blue <laughs> or black? Black. Hmm. Interesting. I'm a very, I'm a very traditional girl. Oh yeah, yes. she still types on a typewriter. Wait, you have a typewriter? Yeah, I do. My sister gifted it to me a couple years ago for Christmas. Deets, we want all the details. Like, what type? What it's kind of paper? A, it's a we are. I don't know. She found it on this like website and for millennials, and it was one of the like vintage, but looks really cute. Um, and so it can like change colors and everything too. Um, but I really just write like cards on there for the holidays, like Mother's Day and Father's Day. I'll like type instead of just getting a card. Oh, and the clack. So there's, because I'm older, the this is real. whole intergenerational <laughs> thing, like that is the thing that computers, laptops cannot duplicate yet is the clack of that typewriter key hitting the page. Like that's some, I don't even, y'all don't even know. <laughs> well, yeah, Sierra <laughs> does. <laughs> but the, there's this, this whole, that's it, its own kind of music. And so. It is. Um, 
And as y'all know, I get so jazzed when I talk about writing and all the things. So let's, what's your process? What's that? Um, I listen to a lot of instrumentals before, mm-hmm. um, a lot of jazz or um, anything indie and just something where the words are away. And then um, I will watch poetic movies on like mute or silent and just think of the dialogue myself and try to see the emotion and create my own story. Um, so what's a, what would you call a poetic movie? Love Jones is a very easy. Honestly, I watched Love Jones on silent with it. Like watching a movie muted was never something that I thought that I wanted to do. You need it by the way, in case you have never, no, you need I've it. Never- I've never even thought of doing that. You need it. But you'll come over and have an entire experience at her house where she'll put something on mute and then just have her own music in the background to the movie. And it's a whole different story. It's a completely different thing. Titanic 2. Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, y'all break this down for me. I'm lost. Okay, so (laughs) I will put the movie on. I have a projector. I don't have a TV. I have a projector. Put it on the wall and... um, press play on mute on mute <laughs> and i will put music on and the music kind of matches up with the movie so you'll actually sit and watch the movie while just listening to like Her the soundtrack or any uh, like different music altogether different music altogether she creates her own soundtrack correct that's my response yes yeah, so welcome to my world <laughs> And so, so shocked. I'm sure I I will do that. And then I will go, um, I'll sit outside some type of sweating, whether I'm running or sitting outside just to, just to feel the earth. And then I'll get into it. A lot of the times I will record an audio, like I'll take my phone out and just press record and I'll just start speaking aloud until I say something that I didn't know I wasn't trying to say. And so I'll take that. And from there, I'll just keep going. I'll take the phone in the shower and I'll just keep talking aloud. And then I'll transcribe that um, into my journal and edit that. So I've wondered because some of my, that's where I puzzle out a lot of my plot issues Mm -hmm. in the shower, which I freaking hate because typically there's nothing for me to write on except the, the glass. <laughs> just, I don't, I don't understand why God just waits. Like, oh, you're gonna take a shower, and I'm just gonna unravel the whole mess for you. And just like, dude, you couldn't like just give me five minutes. Right. <laughs> That's five it. Minutes. Just and, five and, dry minutes. Yes. And it's usually <laughs> when I have shampoo in my hair, so I can't just jump out mm. because my process Dang. or I've got the razor and mm-hmm. I'm removing this hair. <laughs> it's crazy. And there are like whiteboards you can put in the shower, but I don't know. I just, I feel like it would just mess up my, I don't know. Because now the game is, can you remember? Exactly? You cannot. <laughs> you cannot. You can never. <laughs> can you remember the genius that was <laughs> No, the genius that's in the shower? Absolutely not. So you take your phone in the shower. That's mm-hmm. an option. 
And I mean, especially get, these days, because they can take a little water. Right, right. Back in the day. That's mm-hmm. a thought. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm twisted. I'm still, and also, I'm still stuck on turning the sound off and putting on something I'm else. Saying. I just, you have I don't to do it now. Understand. You must. You do. You must. I, I, so that might be like, so Brianna knows I like, like holidays, I'll mm-hmm. plan to do certain things. That might be like a Black Friday thing to do. Yes. Because I don't shop out in the streets. Oh no. Who's going out there? This mess. I don't even, that's all. We should do a whole show on that. I don't, I don't understand those people. Um, I never raised one of those people, by the way. But I raised by one of those people. And her daddy is one of those people. Is and he? So, I, thought, oh, I just oh, knew God. he was on. Well, he way. used to be. I don't know what he, like legit 6.30 in the morning mm. out with the okay. waiting on the door to open. But this was also back in the 90s when it wasn't. What it is. Yeah. It wasn't. Like it was. Thanksgiving at midnight. Absolutely. So I'm not sure if he still rolls like that, but she got that gene from him. She didn't, because this girl likes sleep. Always. Amen. Always. You're going to do what? (laughs) (laughs) At 5 a.m.? Excuse me, what? So my favorite thing now is fresh pajamas on Thanksgiving Mm. all day long. And maybe even a fresh, like brand new out of the package, you just threw them in the washing machine. And maybe now a brand new set for Black Friday, because that just involves marathons and reading. So I respect your level of cozy. Oh, you know, I'm like, nah, y'all. It's my language. I need it. (laughs) It's like, y'all miss me with that foolishness. I'm going to be here still eating. From like yesterday. <laughs> Why are y'all outside? There's food at the house. There oh, is food <gasps> at the house. And you know what else is at the house? No traffic. Mm-hmm. My parking space is at the house. Craig. My mental health at the house. So yeah. Right. Anyway, we so digressed. Um I actually want to dig into you just a bit here. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Cause I've I've been pretty curious because you and I'm sure you don't even realize, but you were my bridge into black fantasy period Mm. like even before we reconnected it was i don't know if you remember if you dropped these books off to grandma's house by la banks Mm -hmm. series that was the first series that because all we had was harry potter you know what i'm saying there were no uh well there was blade also but there were no vampire hunters that were black there were no black witches there were no we didn't have the fantasy genre we didn't have that that these kids got now these turn got (laughs) correct you gave me those i was well 11th grade in high school Mm -hmm. so i breezed through those because i didn't even understand what was happening but i was just (laughs) like my my adult auntie gave me this book and they're doing some crazy things in here, y'all. And I'm going to read through like. <laughs> so in here, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was also my first book with explicit content. I was like, oh, that's where I was getting there. In my defense. <laughs> okay, y'all. In my defense for all these folks who are like, oh, aghast. I do not believe in leadership. <laughs> And there isn't anything, and honestly, and I know there will be, because I've had conversations with some folks who have just, you know, gone at me. There's nothing I would not let Tyler read. And there've been a couple books that, 
and I can't think of them off the bat right now, but that were probably a bit beyond her lived experience and her um, life understanding. But we had some great conversations about them Mm -hmm. because, see, that's the thing. We as a parent, I might think I know what my kid is and isn't ready for, but nine times out of 10, I'm typically wrong. But the thing is, sometimes, yeah, she's going to be introduced to a concept that I maybe wished she didn't know about until a little bit down the road, but that doesn't make it go away. That just makes her more curious about it or would make my kid more curious about it because, oh, my mom's not telling me the truth about shit. So um, this must be really cool. Yes, this must be the best one thing. doesn't want to talk about it. And so what I did, I look, you expressed an interest in, I think I, I left a book there, um, had dropped Tyler off for the weekend, maybe had it, left it. I'm not quite sure how that first book, I got that first book into your hands. But I remember you reading it and saying, do you have the next book? And I had the entire series, which by the way, do you still have those? Anywho. Um, <laughs> I do. We can discuss that. It's a 12 book series. It's, so it's a 12 book series. Yeah. And so, and and I, you ended up giving me the first one back. That's what happened. Like one weekend. You get, I gave back the first set and you, you gave me the second set. And, and then I went off to college. And you <laughs> went off, legit, she went off to college. And with the other like, I, I still have them. They're in great condition. I promise they're safe. <laughs> yes. But I it didn't occur to me until later that, oh, wait, your mom may not, because there's nothing I wouldn't let Tyler read. And Tyler was just like, ah, I don't want to read that. But also there's, I was fascinated. I've reread the first four books in that series several times because the whole thing of this black girl doing these amazing things that I had only seen um, white girls doing in books and movies. Exactly. There was just one. When I discovered, and the series we're talking about uh, is the Vampire Huntress series by L.A. Banks, who Mm -hmm. is no longer with us. She died um, shortly after, I think, Obama was his first term in office. And I'm telling you, like, that loss was a gut punch. For the black romance community, but also the black urban fantasy community, because she also wrote about um, werewolves. And so she really, for me, was the first one that did it. That was just like, here you go, ladies. I'm giving you everything. (laughs) And, And literally... Oh, I'm gonna throw some yeah. romance and some hot, sexy dudes. She in set there. a very high bar. Yeah, she did. She did. And so I'm so grateful that you were, you know, interested yeah. enough. But I to- say that to say you were my segue into black fantasy and witchiness. But what was your? How did you get here? What, what were you writing segue? anything before getting into magic, or like how did you get to where you are? So, interview with a vampire. I recall. And then Queen of the Damned with Aaliyah. And I watched the movie and then I went and read the book. Probably should not have, should have done that the other way. Queen of the Damned was black. And I was like, wait, there's a whole lot of us doing a whole, like we should have been the thing all the way back. But uh, Tana Nareev Du wrote, um, 
damn it, I'm my brain. But it's about this vampire David, how he's created in Northern Africa. And he walks through this life and then he falls in love with this woman uh, in modern times. And it was like a trilogy. And then she came out with the series um, of their child. So a natural born vampire, not a made mm. vampire. And what she could do. And like she, this girl, like. Wait, what is this? A hurricane. So tan, look up Tana Nareev Do. And I I can, like one of the later books is called In the Living Blood. Um, they're all in my garage. And she just made, she, so like I read Harry Potter and all the things wanted to do that, but she made me want to do it with black women. She it's a completely made, different story. It's yes. a completely different origin. It's a whole nother thing. And Brie, legend born. So I just had a friend of mine who's in her forties. She needed a book for a flight. And I was like, Nikisha, you need to read Legend Born. Let me tell you, when she finished this book, she blew my phone up. <laughs> with, like, so I get actually before a couple hours. So she finished it a couple weekends ago. A couple hours before she finished it, she sent me a text. Root work, question mark, question mark, and like a shit ton of exclamation <laughs> because we're reading what you think is just a traditional, like a different spin on the um, tale of King Arthur. Mm. And now there's this black girl in it. And then this author was just like, oh, and by the way, boom, we're talking about Southern women and root work magic. And it was everything. I'm telling you, it was everything. So that was we have gone all the way there. Um, <laughs> no, I, so, I, you are speaking my language. Black fantasy is my shit. Like that's just it's and it's our stories. Like if you think about the uh, Yoruba gods and goddesses, the whole Orisha. Yes, yeah. the Orisha. Why are they just now coming to the forefront in storytelling? Because they they've been that's been here. Um, I mean, and you know, we're just gonna go ahead and say it. The whole uh Bible and the tales of Jesus turning wine, water into wine. If that ain't magic, the fishes and the loaves and rising from the dead. Black Southerners already buy into fantasy. <laughs> That's their shit. <laughs> So I know a couple of my friends are going to be like, did you just? Yeah, I did. And you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And they don't even realize it. Nope. And that's not to say that Christ wasn't real. And that's not even to say that his magic didn't exist. But that is to say that there is a whole culture built around this ideology and these beliefs. And yet when someone talks about root work and being able to wield energy as magic, we stand back and throw our hands up. Right. We get a little bit fearful, but that's the natural magic that you came to the planet with. And 
some may say, and Dewana will say that if you believe in Christ, then why can't you believe that he tapped into the energy, the natural energy right. order of the universe to create this magic that you celebrate. Right. And, but again, that's another conversation. We put a pin in that for sure. Let I we Woo, must scary. You came and got us all <laughs> worked up, all worked up Woo. about all the things, girl. Good, mm. but that's kind of how I felt. Uh, and of course, as soon as I go to say it, my mind spaces out. The show on HBO that you and I were going nuts over, Country Lovecraft, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. I remember that episode. You guys went crazy. Over oh that. man, I I need to do a rewatch on that. That show. Black so, magic. It brought it here. It brought it to the present. That's actually going to be um, one of my Thanksgiving marathons. Mm, that's a good one. Not Thanksgiving, definitely Christmas. I feel like I need to sit in that and give myself the gift of that with some distance from it. Like, not. It's been over a year, so like, give myself wow, some. Yeah. Year. Yeah. It's been. It came out June or summer twenty twenty. Mm. So yeah. So Sierra, um, anything you want to to we this was such a great combo. Um, I know. Anything you want to bless the the peoples with or oh. get in our business? Oh, as uh, we have tried to get into a, yours. A quick iPhone rants. Uh, well, tell us. So what would you? Here's a great. I think a great question. Okay. What would you tell someone who's on the fence about writing or just starting out? with writing, like how to clear those blocks or how to give themselves permission to be free in their, their, with the use of their words. Um, you'll just feel better. Honestly, you just, you do. I don't think I ever really leave from writing or talking to my phone recorder without feeling lighter. So you'll just feel better there might be a block and it might suck and it will. And you might not think your words mean anything and that it was a waste of time, but you'll feel better. Wow. And that's it. That's, you know, we're all here to, to mm-hmm. do that, mm-hmm. to feel better Correct. and to don't hurt nobody along the way, <laughs> along our journey. <laughs> and if you do get some bumps and bruises, put it on the page. Yeah. I would add to that and say it's just nice to put pen to paper, even if you don't share it, even if you don't post it anywhere, even if you're just doing it for yourself. That's where I am right now. Like, just write something, get those thoughts on to something more concrete. And it it does make you feel lighter Mm -hmm. in the mind, in the body. And it changes the way that you operate from day to day. And I will I will add one little thing to that, which is. You own your story. Right. And you get to share it as much or as little of it as you choose. It's your story. Write it down. Somebody, someone will always be there to read it. Someone's always going to be interested. And writing is what you, your truth is your legacy. Right. Don't be afraid to leave it. That's kind of where I've been leaning towards lately. Like I've been trying to write every day just to look at myself because these days just go by and you dissociate and good things happen and bad things happen and you hardly remember what you had for lunch. And so sometimes maybe my list is just, or maybe my writing that day is just a grocery list. 
you know, um, but just some type of timestamp because it, it is history. Ooh. And I think that it's, I, and that's kind of what I'm calling it, like a timestamp journal, just because I think it's important for anyone, especially a black woman or a black girl or anyone to just speak and have your story, even if it's just for you. Um, out there because why is it not important just because it's not published or just because Mm -hmm. someone else hasn't told you that it's good like this it was still history in your world if you're the main character of your story this was still a big part that's how I feel about it lately oh so what about you Bri I think that's a great note to to (laughs) yes I feel so very fortunate to know two writers two authors personally like I'm surrounded by so many magical things I'm so glad for me I love this for me (laughs) (laughs) this is all about me (laughs) (laughs) so I think that's a great great place to end um sierra we i have like i am so excited i have enjoyed this conversation yeah nothing gets me jazzed like talking about words and writing and all the things and stories so thank you for you know sharing this space with us and giving us a little bit of time and we will probably have you back because I think after you and Bree read Legendborn, y'all are going to want to have a whole episode on that <laughs> book. Yes. And I am here for all of it. So why don't you all just start a book club? Well, we've talked. We're talking. We've tried that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Between me, you, and your daughter and your child, yeah, yeah it just got lost. But we, we really tried. <laughs> like they'll go off and read something together. Me and Bree will try. Me and Tyler will try. It so never gets us all together. Just can't get yes. So we may, we may, we may have to try again. I'd subscribe for sure. Yeah. Maybe this summer, once Ty's done with grad school, when Bree shakes out her plans, her grand plans, and once I settle down a bit, yeah, lets us know what where she's gonna uh, take yeah. on the next phase, um, then yeah, we might be able to come back to that. All right, Bree, take us out from a really great episode. Awesome. Well, I thank everyone for listening and for joining us in this week's episode. Of course, many thanks to Sierra for joining us and sharing her words and inspirations. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys join us next week. And of course, as usual, be unapologetic in all things. Ciao. You've wrapped up an episode of the Technicolor Podcast, hosted by two amazing women, Dewana Brockington and Brianna Doctor. The Technicolor Podcast is a proud part of Southern Girl Media, a platform dedicated to amplifying the voices of Black creators. Find this podcast and more by subscribing to Southern Girl Media on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud.